Want to know more about cryptocurrency? Well, you're in the right place. This is Crypto Unplugged. A fact-based, straight-talking, no-nonsense look into the world of cryptocurrency. We discuss trading strategies and market advice, review up-and-coming projects, and more. And we've got years of experience and knowledge that can help new and seasoned investors become more confident and comfortable navigating the cryptocurrency landscape. Now, let's get to the podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Crypto. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Crypto Unplugged. Doc here as your host, and we are bringing you episode 57, exploring Bitcoin's ETF milestone, airdrop craze, and meme coin mania on Ethereum avalanche and injective. And I'm joined as usual by the wizard himself, Oz. Oz, what's been happening? Yeah, how you doing, Doc? Yeah, I'm all good. Just uh, it's been a crazy few actually crazy few nights uh, recently with the Bitcoin price. But yeah, other than that, just looking at the markets, anticipating what will happen and uh, looking forward to 2024. What about yourself? Yeah, Oz, you know what it is? I swear I'm getting some serious uh, DJ, uh, not DJ, <laughs> Deja Vu vibes, yeah? With the sentiments yeah. in the markets, yeah? Activity on social media, on Twitter in particular, is going crazy. Uh, financial news, and even most of us in the crypto space, we're still a minority, yeah? We're not the mainstream. And sometimes what it is that we as a crypto community still live in a bit of a crypto echo chamber, you know, crypto cocoon or bubble. But despite that, Oz, the feeling is that the vibes that we're getting and the feel, feeling is definitely like uh, the summer, you know, going from the DeFi summer to December uh, 2020, January 2021, where many, many of us went from rags to riches in the space of like three months, I mean, do you get the same type of vibe as well? And I'm just talking about vibe. I'm not even talking about charts. That's a different matter. Yeah, yeah exactly. The vibe is, the sentiment is uh, definitely, it feels like that. And still back in, uh, I remember 2021 and that DeFi summer and 2028 time, there's a, there was, especially 2020, there was a lot of fear in the market. And even right now with Bitcoin, uh, we hit 46,000. There is still a lot of fear in the market and people are expecting Bitcoin to go back down to you know thirty thousand dollars or even twenty thousand, and it, when's the big correction coming? So there's still a lot of fear, and as uh, you know, when there's fear in the markets, um, it's still there's room to go higher. So, and that's what happened, you know, last time in the in the last few uh, cycles or in the last cycle, especially uh, you know in twenty twenty. Uh, so yes, that vibe is still there. That vibe of uh, you know the early stages of the alts booming bitcoin going on some crazy runs everybody anticipating something and the unexpected is happening so yeah it's kind of uh the same vibes the thing is Oz, you know what it is you do get a sense of this type of vibe and sentiment but the point is you know you know even before we go on to discuss the main topics related to the etfs uh, meme coins and airdrops and stuff yeah um you just reminded me of something because you know sometimes when we look at um, general masses, okay, we're still in the early adoption stage, isn't it? Okay, and even though we're glued onto Twitter and we're glued onto other social media channels as well, where crypto communities are really active, it's not the fact that it's gone mainstream, even though that many of the people that we are engaging with, you know, on social media, they've been part of our community that we learn from and, you know, you pick up uh, these type of things. They are being, they've been in hardcore in crypto since the last cycle. So it's not like, for example, that it's a massive frenzy when, you know, then Uber drivers started talking about, you know, 
uh, airdrops on Avalanche, for example, or, you know, you've got your long-lost uncle who started talking about injective protocol. It's not like that, is it? I mean, it's still very early. Yeah, right now, it's still, I think it's the mainly the crypto people. Uh, obviously, the, the the general public, they're still not really interested that much. I would I would anticipate that changing as the year progresses, but then that's the time to start thinking about taking profits and, you know, maybe the cycle is coming to an end. But yeah, this stage is still fairly early, I would say. We're in, if I give a comparison, I would say we're probably in um, like, uh, yeah, November, December 2021. No, 2020. November, December 2020. Around there. Yeah, we're alts, we had the DeFi summer and then alts were just retracing and best, they had broken out the long-term range. So we're around there. It's The big gains are yet to be made, uh, but I think they'll come come fast. Yeah, and it's been all green the last few days. I mean, a little bit of correction here and there, but we've even seen alts doing very, very well. But Oz, look, let's look at the impending Bitcoin spot ETF announcement that is likely to be announced within the next few days or so, yeah? And, you know, listeners, we're recording this episode, episode 57 on the 2nd of January. It's New Year. Happy New Year to all of you guys. And hopefully, you know, we saw massive gains in 2023. Many of people actually did very well, but that was just the beginning and you'll you know, we're going to make here as long as you've got a strategy, but you'd be listening to this podcast episode on the 4th when it's released on Thursday, and the Bitcoin ETF may be announced on the following day, you know, between the 5th and 10th. Now, if it doesn't go ahead, the March deadline is something that will go ahead with BlackRock, you know, it looks like it's going to be done. But Oz, you sent out a tweet earlier, and I found this tweet quite interesting because you gave it like this survey type of tweet, yeah? And Bitcoin today rallied from around 42,800, breaking that stubborn resistance. And then, you know, I think it's like you mentioned as well, it's like a support now. And the price right now being around about 45,200. And you said it did touch 46,000. You sent out a survey tweet asking the community if they believed if the Bitcoin ETF news is currently factored into the price. You asked, you know, your community. Now I'm asking you, what do you think about that? Yeah, the thing is, I don't, you know, people think that um, the ETF, some people anyway, think that the ETF is priced in and once the ETF gets approved, you know, if it gets approved that we're going to see a massive correction, you know, sell the news event, go all the way down to, I don't know, 30,000 and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, I think when I think about it, you know, we don't know for sure what's going to happen. I just, you know, if I look at the charts, I think we're, we're going to, yeah, we're going to correct as we have been and um, continue pumping. But if you just think about it from a, a different perspective, when that Coin Telegraph intern, whether he mistakenly or she mistakenly um, tweeted out that it's been approved, and then Bitcoin, I think at that time was at 26 or 27,000, and it rallied to 31,000 in a space of 10 minutes. So if you think about what happened then when it was confirmed, I think that's the kind of reaction you're going to get you're going to get a frenzy of buying. I don't think the ETF news is is priced in personally. And I, I think we will get a pump. I think we'll get a crazy pump. Um, you know, could go older to 50,000 or 53 or something like that. And then it, it could retrace. But I don't, personally, I don't think you're going to get these big retraces. I, I At this stage, I seriously doubt that we'll ever see below 40K in this um, cycle. cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Even right now, it's going to be hard to see, you know, below 42,000 um, as we keep going up. And it's just, 
you know, I'm on many groups, right? Uh, many Telegram groups, just just to get not not for anything particular, but just to get sentiment. And honestly, the retail traders, the amount you'll find that are sidelined, is is crazy. And all of them are hoping for a dump down. You know, a few months ago, it was a hoping for a dump down to 20k or back 16, to the lows of 15k. Yeah. Now they're hoping. Now they're hoping for a dump down to thirty to thirty five. Yeah, but this is interesting. And it's, it yeah. just sorry, go on. <laughs> you know, all I was saying is that you know the 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 price keeps going up, and their targets keep going higher, like where they want the retrace. And you know, Bitcoin always does this to people who are sidelined. Uh, it, it it forces them to FOMO, and uh, that's more or less what will happen. I I think above fifty k, I think people will start FOMOing in. And then you may get some kind of retrace, maybe a twenty percent retrace or something like that. But as for seeing lower levels like thirty thousand and thirty-two thousand and all that sort of stuff, I think that's for the next bear market now, because Bitcoin likes to do certain; it, it leaves certain footprints behind, and uh, in each cycle, it leaves big liquidity gaps. Even in the last cycle, it left a massive liquidity gap at twenty thousand and sixteen thousand. It never filled those uh, until it went. All the way to sixty, seventy thousand, and then it came back in this bear market and filled those liquidity areas. Around the first one was around thirty thousand, then it was around twenty something thousand, and then it, the final one was the bottom around sixteen thousand. So even right now, we've got, I would say, uh, on the chart right now, there's about three liquidity gaps. One is at you know um, between twenty, between thirty thousand and twenty eight thousand. The other one's between thirty thousand and 34,000 and the latest one is between 40,000 and 38,000 so there's three big liquidity gaps so I'm talking about on the high time frame, uh, time frame charts so these three liquidity gaps yeah Bitcoin I think will revisit them don't get me wrong I think it will close all of those gaps all of those you know imbalances what we can say where there's too many buyers and it hasn't the sellers haven't come back down there just to see if those uh, price levels you know will hold so when you see these imbalances in price, price normally comes and fills them. The key question is when does it fill them? So it, it you know it could take another year to fill these gaps. It could take a long time to fill this liquidity area. And I personally and Bitcoin prints these signatures in a bull run where it leaves them behind, and then in the bear market it comes back and fills them. And then one of them is your bottom. You know, so if I took a wild guess, you could say you could say the next bottom will be around twenty eight thousand or something like that, right? Or it could, you know, it could go down to that that level, but like I said, I think these areas it just leaves them uh, sidelined, and they uh, and a lot of the retailers FOMO in right at the top or near the top. That, that's that's my thinking at the moment. Okay, now obviously, Oz, you're talking about your view, isn't it? And you know, listeners, this is talking about Oz's analysis. Nobody's asking you to do anything. You do all responsible what you need to do, and uh, basically to perform your strategy and do your analysis. But Oz, look, the reason why I'm asking you this question now, for example, you've got major order blocks around about 30K, okay? When you look at the metrics, for example, uh, you know, a lot of orders are there. And, you know, the people, for example, just from a mindset perspective, do you believe that those people who have got those orders placed already, that they believe that we are not in a bull market, that we're still in a bear market? Is it as simple as that? Yeah, 100%, because when, when you... When you when you talk to people or when you hear their comments, it's like the rail bull will start after the halving. The rail bull. I'm like, 
what the world do you live in? Bitcoin's gone from fifteen thousand to forty six thousand, and what real bull market are you talking about? So I think it's more just to uh, cope with the anxiety and you know coping mechanism to say we're not in the real bull market. And another thing that really um, makes me think is that if you survey the average person, they all know about the halving and the bull run after the halving. <clears throat> and if in the last cycle it wasn't like that, and in the cycle before it definitely wasn't like that. So nowadays the general consensus is that yeah after the halving everything's gonna blow up and you know what too many people know too many people are banking on this which is another reason why it may not happen uh, you know it, it, i i don't think the halving personally i don't think the halving is as important as as uh um people make out yeah and even like in our last uh episode where uh lock uh crypto lock he even discussed where the halving impact now is the 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 price the the amount the miners will sell you know or they the rewards they'll get from the halving it doesn't really do much in in terms of external factors of you know people buying holding um uh, the ETF coming in possibly the buying power from that so the halving supply shock is very very small it's comparable with retail at the moment retail buying so i don't think uh, i've i've never thought this cycle that the halving is going to be that important um but that's just another narrative you know people are and that's where people who have missed out are banking on you know they said there's always a big crash before the halving you know it's very simplistic to just to think like that you have to look at so many other factors if you're just looking at the crypto space like i've said all along i think you're missing a trick you you got to look at the stock market you got to look at the for example the us dollar you got to look at m2 money supply there's so many things that you look at outside of the crypto market because it's such a small market it's not it's not massive crypto doesn't lead the stock market and all these other markets it's actually the opposite they are leading crypto so you know i you know as stock market is now at all-time high like we said back in 20 in 2023 we were all saying the stock market is going to go to all-time high it has now it'll probably carry on and you know as soon as the stock market tops prepare for crypto to top as well and i i think that's coming uh, Right now, I don't. I, I think, like I've said, I think it's going to come in uh, somewhere in twenty twenty four. You know, left left translated cycle, and I think the worst case scenario for retail would be that after the halving, this dumps, or you know, around that area where they're all fully invested now. You know, near the tops. You know, they're all thinking, yeah, another year of a bull run, and bang, Bitcoin uh, goes into a long bear market. Possible scenario. That would be the worst, yeah. worst scenario for retail, for re for retail traders. Because they're all banking on the halving and the ETF, you know, yeah, the ETF is going to, for me, the ETF is going to bring uh, Bitcoin, you know, people compare it to gold. Yeah. And I think it would, but the ETF is a long game. The ETF will, will help Bitcoin and crypto over the long game, over the next five years, maybe over the next 10, you know, it's going to pump money in. But we're looking at it from a more of a micro perspective. I'm looking at it cycle to cycle. In terms of cycle, <laughs> cycles, exactly. You know. Now, now, Oz, just an interesting one here, yeah? Just uh, look, for example, even when we see corrections, okay? So if you look at the last uh, bull market we had around about March, April, was it? That it went about 64,000. And then, you know, from April all the way down to August, then we saw top up, you know, we had that like uh, period of correction, okay? Uh, what was the lowest point around about April, June, July? What was the lowest point of Bitcoin that time? It was about twenty eight thousand. It went from you could say sixty thousand down to about twenty eight. 
27. Okay, so percentages-wise, Oz, you look at the charts and basically when you draw the lines, yeah, I know you love drawing lines and triangles and stuff, yeah? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't like triangles so much. And, you know, I'm, uh, sub, uh, lines are okay. <laughs> you sure? A full yeah. triangle will be your favorite shape, you know? But anyway, so listen, uh, yeah, we're talking about percentages-wise, so we're talking about the absolute top of 64,000 coming down to about 28,000. What percent is, is that? It dropped about just 70, out of interest. 70, about 77%. Okay, so if we're looking right now about 48,000, you know, you anticipate to go to 48,000, what would be the percentage drop to that where people are anticipated for their orders to be uh, filled around about 30,000? What percentage would you make that? So so if Bitcoin goes to like, yeah, f- let's say 40, let's just say 50,000 as a round number, right? If your Bitcoin gets to about there, right? They're looking for, uh, they're looking to get their orders filled around, uh, well, let's say, they're looking for a 50% drop, I would say. Uh, no, not 50. Let's say, yeah, about 40, 40, 45% drop they're looking for to get their orders filled at 30,000. Uh, see, people are looking at past cycles. Uh, this is what you have to understand. They're looking at, 20, some guys are looking at 2015 to 2017, that cycle. And they're saying Bitcoin done multiple 30% drops, which it did, right? Yeah. But there's reasons for those drops. Then people are looking at 2021 and there's uh, 2020 and they're looking at COVID crash and they're looking at that, right? They're just saying, oh, it was a black swan. Yeah, this is paper no way. Yeah, it was a black swan event, right? And but what you have to say, then forget, forget this cycle as well. 2015 and 2016, uh, 2017 was very different to 2018 to 2021. It, the, the site when we, after, apart from the black swan COVID uh, drop we had, we did not have any substantial drop uh, after that. After the COVID, it was just straight up until March, April. Then we had the correction and the final top in November, uh, which in my which in my opinion, technically, was not even the top was April. That was just a, um, a corrective uh, pump, but that I won't go into the details for that. But what I'm saying is, two very and even the cycle before in 2013 was very different to 2050. All these cycles are different. Uh, they have some kind of same, uh, um, what well, I could say, pattern, but price-wise, behavior-wise, what they do, it's all different. Uh, you know, this cycle in itself, if I'm, if I want to put any similarities, it's the beginning part was similar to 2015, uh, double bottom, but this period is similar to 2021, so it's like a mix. So just looking at past cycles, uh, won't really help you much. You really have to analyze current price. What is current price doing? Where are the where are the zones? Where is liquidity? And that's when you'll get. That's why I think we've been pretty decent with our uh, calls for the last year, for, since you know twenty twenty three. All of twenty twenty three, we've kind of basically been spot on with the markets because what we're doing right now and what I'm doing, especially in the charts, is looking just at current liquidity levels. I don't really care. Uh, about 2021 and 2019 yeah i might look at them for how did it behave with their liquidity levels because in in 2021 and 2018 or in 2015 it had its own liquidity levels you know bitcoin at certain prices had gaps it had places to fill same in 2021 and again right now so i'm just looking at current price action and you know where is bitcoin most likely to go because that 44,000 where it stopped, it wasn't a coincidence. That was a gap it left back in uh, 2021. So now it's it's finally, after three or four weeks, it's finally broken past that 44,000, you know, and now we're above it. And the next gap where I think price wants to go to is about 50,000. 
and then you analyze it again but um as for for just hoping and praying that it's going to come down to 30,000 you know it could anything can happen but you can't you can't make such a big prediction that i'm going to wait for 30,000 i'm you will wait for it. you'll wait for it in the next bear market most probably so so right now you have to have a plan either way yeah if the etf gets approved whether it doesn't get you know approved or whatever happens have a plan uh because um you know the way this cycle is going is a lot faster and it doesn't seem like the other two it doesn't it just doesn't it it doesn't see at the moment to me it's it's going a lot faster in terms of price it's combination it's like a, yeah it's like a comp now the thing is look interesting from a from an investment strategy perspective oz you know like you don't have to go all in or all out you don't have to for example wait for it to come to 30000 it may do okay nobody's has a crystal ball in this game but the point is you know just to play it safe and have a defined and safe strategy i mean there's no harm in dcaing in okay if someone's for example convinced that it could come down and have a drop you know about 50% 60% from 50 to whatever to 30000 there orders going to be dropped or for example being on the sidelines and just getting priced out completely then fomoing in and buying at the top and then seeing it retrace again now you know just from our listeners perspective someone who's not basically uh risking it that much i mean dca strategy not going all in all out if you got for example usdt in your exchange then you know doing a dca would actually be beneficial isn't it or maybe having half based on your convictions uh related to that but i think what you're talking about is a lot of people and it comes down to one point isn't it or sometimes people would what's the saying would um what's that what's that saying that proverb about nose out of spite or something yeah but anyway you you know what i'm trying to say is you're you're good you're you're good with the proverbs <laughs> I, I, yeah. i i don't yeah. i don't i just in the charts yeah whatever that is okay but you know i mean dcaing would be a decent strategy to do that there's no need to go all in all out is there no there's no need there at the end of the day look when when uh, when obviously now the the past but the, the, the most recent one was on bitcoin hit 44000 and it retraced down to 40000 That's a that's quite a big move in itself, you know. You, you could have put a bit of money on that forty thousand area, and altcoins. I've been tweeting out altcoin bomb for the for the last year. I've been saying, you know, especially when the SEC went after all the altcoins and there was a double bottom. I tweeted that out back in July or June, like this is probably a bottom here. And again, I tweeted out we're breaking the resist. We're breaking a years long resistance at. in total 3 anyway when when that happened around 410 billion and now we're on 520 billion almost so you know there's 100 billion later and that's only been a few, a few weeks ago where i tweeted out you're crazy if you think a years long resistance or more than a year and we just broke it that you know it, it, it has to you know come on let, let's be honest if you if, just simple things like that so you just right now we're still early in the altcoins you know there's still a long way to go but you have to make your own plan that's why i say you should know a bit of market research market analysis that's why i keep saying fundamental analysis is a lot of bullshit <laughs> keep saying that and people get offended yeah in essence in essence particularly in this field i mean i remember i was just listening to his podcast earlier uh, was again you know when we had tony vase on our tone vase on our show yeah and he was mentioning about this type of thing because you can give all the fundamentals you want but there's no guarantee in that obviously fundamental analysis in terms of commodities and stocks is a bit different isn't it okay we've got on chain yeah, metrics here. yeah yeah it's okay. but the point it's is okay, like to identify a good project but that's it let's, let's just say look bitcoin is the best project in crypto without a doubt most people would agree that bitcoin is is tried and tested and the most reliable 
it sh- probably should never get to zero. But even in a bear market, Bitcoin retraces 70, 80%. So even the best of the best goes down 70 or 80%. So if you don't have any kind of market analysis, I'm not saying you need to time the tops and time the bottoms, but just kind of know where you are. You know, that is a lot better than just solely relying on, you know, if you get the best coin, but at the wrong time, you're losing 70, 80%. And can you stomach that? You know, we've been through two bear markets. So, you know, we, we kind of are immune to this, but new investors, new people who come into the space, if they see their uh, hard-earned cash go down 70, 80%, they're out of the game. They're not even coming back to crypto. So any new person coming into crypto, coming into investing, Take some time and learn a bit about market. I'm not saying be a TA specialist. I'm not saying anything like that. But learn a bit of market analysis. Don't rely on anybody. It's just not worth it because you're going to get burnt. You're going to get stuck. You're going to buy coins at the top, basically. That's what's going to happen. And uh, then you're going to have to stomach 70, 80. And if you go into some altcoins that don't even, uh, you know, they, they can't even survive a bear market, then you've lost that whole bag. So if you're if you're new... I I say market analysis is so important but the reason people don't do it is because it's difficult it's not that easy it's not easy to look at charts it's not easy to try to uh, identify where things are going because you could be wrong Uh, and and I'm not and you know everybody's wrong but get the probabilities in your favor it's a lot better than uh, hoping for you know these uh, fundamental and you know (laughs) fundamental analysis calling this calling that you call 100 coins in the bear market they're all gone so it makes no difference. So yeah, learn a bit of market analysis. I would I would say to the listeners, just learn some, you know, put some time in and learn long long strategies. I'm not saying one hour charts or five minute charts. I'm saying learn monthly charts, learn weekly. You know, the long game, and then you'll be able to um, know properly where we are in the market. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about um, you know the monthly close and the weekly close. Yeah, but I think we'll leave that to another episode because. We've still got so much to cover, Oz. But look, now, you know, yeah. we've seen social media. We've been on Twitter actively. You know, you've been very, very active. And there's a massive craze, two particular crazes that's, got, that's you know, going around at the moment. One of them is the airdrops. Now, just before we started recording, Oz, you messaged me. I just got back from the gym, had a shower, came, saw your message on WhatsApp. And you said Dimension, uh, you know, Genesis, um airdrop is out check your you know wallet addresses if you're eligible i was eligible on three particular um you know um chains osmosis uh atom and celestia and i think you were too and the thing is that is it was so easy to collect free tokens now the point is that if you look oz yeah this airdrops are absolutely going wild i th- We've seen in our feeds and social metrics, well, I can't remember as time as intense as this when it comes to airdrops. I mean, we've seen a few chains, but in particular, Injective Protocol, Ethereum, of course, as always, and Avalanche. And, you know, um, you've got a strategy when it comes to this, Oz. When it comes to Ethereum, you've, you know, got into Mantra, which is an interesting, well-hyped uh, airdrop. And all across Injective and Atom, Wormhole, of course, being a big one. Uh, zero knowledge uh, airdrops as well. So, and there's been some. I have to give credit where credit is due. There's been some real solid alpha on Twitter, and some straight up scams too. So, of course, listeners, be careful when it comes to the airdrops, and make sure you're not just um, haphazardly and you know doing some ad hoc connecting your MetaMask or you know your Kepler wallet to any type of 
um, feed or whatever, you never don't know what's going to happen. But Oz, can you remember personally any type of uh, um, airdrop season uh, as intense as this? No, it's crazy. But <clears throat> I, I, I remember back in twenty, I think it's twenty twenty two, or was it maybe twenty twenty three, where a lot of the uh, I was hearing Cosmos is going to do lots of airdrops in twenty twenty four. Yeah, so it was wise to get onto the Cosmos. Uh, ecosystem and yeah for example i got the celestia airdrop and now we've got the dimension airdrop by staking celestia um osmosis atom and there was many other stride and there was many others you could have done solana um but yeah and dimension it's on our it's on uh our website uh doc's done a great review on dimension uh it's a new project i think doc you did it back in august yeah it's going to be a big project you know with um with roll-ups and uh it's on um with the reducing fees um I think it's going to be a really good project. So we got the airdrop. We were lucky for it. It was very simple. All you had to do was stake uh, Celestia or Atom or any of these. on, on we, we personally did it on our wallet. You could do it on Lep, uh, Leap or Kepler, um, staking it. And, and it's free and you get the airdrop. And there's many yeah, There's many more to come. You know, there's... Um, Swell. Uh, on Injective, Swift. I think. Yeah. Injective, yeah. you sanctioned quite a Yeah, Tia. Coming, I think there's hide. Uh, I think it's Hydro's coming. I think Black Panther airdrop. Yeah, confirmed. that's a big one as well. Uh, there's, um, I th- I'm not sure if me- um, um, I think it's Mito Mito Finance. I'm not sure if they're doing an airdrop, but what I'm saying is very easy. How do you get these airdrops on Injective? You just stake Injective <laughs> on uh, uh, on the Kepler uh, wallet or on Leap or you know on Injective Hub. Uh, so there, there's many airdrops on Injective to come uh, um, soon. Then there's the big one on Manta, Manta airdrop that I'm doing, uh, you know, that we're doing uh, right now and uh, getting a lot of these NFTs. And then there's going to be a big, uh, you know, I think it was 50 million Manta tokens are going to be airdropped, I think in January. I think it's very close now in January. Um, another one, did you see? I'm not sure, uh, Doc, if you saw Doki. I don't know. Yeah, I saw Doki. Of course, Okie Doki is uh, <laughs> fantastic uh, Twitter feeds from Okie Doki. But yeah, that's another one as yeah, well. Sir. Yeah. I participated in that one. You, yeah, been doing like quests and stuff. Yeah, quests, and also if you've if you, it's confirmed, if you have staked on uh, Cosmos, if you staked on Injective, uh, Kujera, I think there's many others. If you've staked on all of these uh, validators, or that you're gonna get. They've done the snapshots. I think a few weeks ago now. Uh, so if you if you, I think it's in I think January in the next week or so. The Dokia. Uh, going to release their airdrop uh, from I think it's on Odin or something. So you have to collect it there. Yeah. So there's so many airdrops coming out, and it only takes a bit of time and a bit of uh, you know a bit of research, a bit of time, and you can easily farm these airdrops. You know, and it's all for free. It's it's not you know if you got the tokens already, if you got some Celestia, if you got some Atom, or you got some Injective and all this sort of stuff. Just you know, you can. I'm not saying you don't even have to stake all of it. Just stake. I don't know, twenty percent, thirty percent of your of your tokens, and, and you will be eligible. Yeah, you'll be eligible. Just like today, now we'll see what dimension gives us, and uh, you know, it's given us a pretty decent uh, bag. So, yeah, I think that, that that's that's a good strategy as well. Yeah. Also, for example, now nowadays, look, you know, back, um, when obviously we had uh, Ethereum with uh, the zero knowledge, uh, you know, tokens coming out. That was in the back end of the um, the last bull market, Oz. Yeah, and obviously. It was a bit of a mission. For example, you know, someone, Ethereum was very, very valuable. Okay, gas fees are expensive. Even transferring it from your exchange to your MetaMask and from MetaMask, you got exchange fee. And it does become, uh, you know, it's particularly for people who have got like um, small accounts. 
and it does take a lot of fees from Ethereum. But when you're going on to other blockchains, Oz, yeah, particularly with Injective, also Solana, you mentioned as well that there's many quests in Solana uh, coming up. It's quite easy to do now, and it, do, it doesn't really cost much. And this is actually free money because going back, and Oz, I remember this, you know, vividly, okay? And I wasn't full climb crypto at that time. I was actually, that was the incident made me think, F this, yeah? I was at work, and... Um, this Uniswap started coming out. Of course, we were so active on Uniswap because during the DeFi summer, that's when we made a lot of gains. Um, you know, Uniswap was the first biggest decentralized exchange and it was on an Ethereum uh, blockchain, uh, even before the other blockchains started to actually become a thing. And, you know, I remember I was, you know, airdropped 400 Uni, okay, when it first launched. And then you start trying, you know, your other wallet from a different browser. And there was another 400 as well. I think you got 1,200, isn't it? Okay, I got yes, 800. Something like that. Yeah, I think Decod got something. And, you know, I was frankly, frank, frantically looking for my laptop. Okay, I had to go home and I thought, look, you know, I told the person I was working with, I'm going, I'm out of here. Okay, I need to claim this. And it was probably the best moment of my life because the reason why, okay, is that you had enough money from that single airdrop that you would have to work even at a good salary, okay, for two solid months. Okay, so these things, it takes a bit of effort, it takes a bit of time, and it could potentially give you tens of thousands from these airdrops. And that's without any type of exaggeration. And people who are doing this meticulously, they do it across multiple wallets or multiple browsers using multiple addresses, okay, by staking, for example, a few Injective here and there, a few Solana here and there, Osmosis or uh, TR across some of these, and even Ethereum. So, you know, it is highly beneficial, and it's not something, for example, that... It should be taken lightly, particularly for anybody who's getting into the space. They learn a lot about how the blockchains work, bridging as well between two different types of, uh, uh, you know, uh, tokens as well. And it does have um, a lots of lots of uh, monetary benefit, particularly when these tokens do get listed, and you know you get a few grand here and there, and that's not something uh, you know to be just like you know sniffed at. Yeah, don't you think so? Yeah, no, I think it's really useful for um, anybody to get into airdrops because it's, it takes, it's not that much effort. You, all you have to do is find projects that, you know, you could possibly, that are possibly giving airdrops. And right now there's so many on the Injective ecosystem, on the Atom Cosmos uh, hub. And, uh, you know, all you have to do is staking your coins. All you got to do is stake them, stake a bit. If, if you got some Atom, you got some Tia, you got some uh, Injective, uh, whatever you have. And then just stake them on on the validators. You don't have to stake even. You don't have to stake all your bags. Just you know, ten, twenty, thirty percent, and then just wait for the airdrop. And it's just free money. And in a bull market where things are going up, prices are going up, you know, it could be really worth a lot. I remember the Uniswap airdrop. Um, I think if you kept it towards the end of the bull market, it would have been worth something like fifty thousand dollars or you know seventy thousand dollars. So you know that that's not <laughs> that is that's not a small amount. So you know who knows what these airdrops can uh, can achieve in the in the in the future, and I think you know, I think Doc, we're eligible for at least about another five to six airdrops that are coming up relatively soon. So yeah, I think it's something worth worth your while if you're in crypto and you're on Twitter and you're in the space anyway. Why not get these free airdrops? Just like we got Dimension today. Uh, hopefully, we're going to look to get uh, Doki uh, that's coming out in a, in a, in another week. Then on the injective ecosystem, there's, you know, Black Panther, Talis, Hydro. There's so many that are coming out there as well. 
Manta uh, soon to be uh, airdropped, I think, in this month. So yeah, there's there's many more, many more to come, and I think it's uh, it doesn't take too much effort to uh, to do this. Yeah, you know, just as a point there, Oz, you know, when you're talking about too much effort, yeah? So sometimes it does go through someone's mind, okay? They see, for example, a thread is given, you know, really, really detailed instructions about how to do it. And like you said, it doesn't take much effort. But what happens is, unfortunately, people start to procrastinate, okay? And think, okay, I'll do it tomorrow, whatever. And then, you know, you realize that the airdrop's already been dropped and that you've missed out. And that's not something that you really should, uh, you know, procrastinate over, um, particularly when it comes to the beginning of these cycles as well, like you mentioned about Uniswap, that if someone had held their 400 or 800 or 1,200 Uni uh, tokens, it could have been worth 50,000 if they held it all the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's good. And credit should be given where credit is due, Oz, because this is where sometimes you think, okay, now let's leave all the shit aside, okay, from the crypto uh you know toxic uh, uh individuals that you get and you get toxicity in every single industry but there's also massive community type of vibe as well where people are giving lots of free information oz and you think you have to be grateful for this type of uh, community when they really pull through okay i'm not being utopian in a sense but come on you know there's a lot of uh, free stuff out there educational content that can actually give you gains that's true and, uh, you know, just by researching, you know, we tweet out so much stuff, you know, via the airdrops. We get a lot of information from other people. So I, I think there's free money for anybody. everybody. <laughs> it's not it's not like, um, you know, it's just one person getting it. This, like today, we got Dimension. And, you know, Dimension's a, like you reviewed on, a, on our site back in August, Dimension's a, is a project to watch. And it's probably coming out. And I think we've got 19 days to claim the, the tokens um, where everybody got... It has 19 days, and if you don't claim them, by the way, then it goes to the people who have claimed them. So don't claim them. <laughs> Good for us if you don't claim them. Yeah. But anyway, you know. No, but claim them if, if, if you don't know. But yeah, yeah. what I'm saying is yeah, that yeah, it's, just, uh, it's, it's, just, it's just free money at the end of the day. And, you know, and it's good that people share this kind of information. But, you know, you have to yourself be active and go out no one's going to give it to you on a plate you get the information you got to go and do it if you don't do it then that's up to you and then you know you, you can cry about it later but the point is do you do your research and you know do work you know do some hot you know we're on the like we're we're on crypto 24 7 i'm on the charts almost 15 hours a day you know and a lot of information i've been given out for the past year you know, we're not charging a, a single fee for anything. And it's just free education for everybody. If you want to listen to it, it's up to you. If you don't, that's fine as well. But, you know, a lot of opportunities out there, I would say. Okay, Oz, now coming on to another subject. Yeah, I'm not sure. Have you, I think I did ask you this, yeah, um, about a month or two back. Yeah, if you've seen the movie Dumb Money, Oz. Nah, I, I still haven't seen that, but I really want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, now listeners, if you've seen it, then you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Yeah, movie by Craig Gillespie with Paul Dano, uh, Seth Rogen, and Pete Davidson as well. It's a fantastic movie, particularly for anybody who's been in the space uh, and been through the last bull market and the bear market as well. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning Dumb Money, and I think it's apps, it's really good education. Okay, even done, you know, based on a true story related to uh, the game shop, GameStop uh, stock. Okay, where this guy, okay, who was Keith Gill, 
uh, putting $60,000 into a stock and it went up and I think it was worth up 60 million, okay? And it was just going crazy. And he was sending out these YouTube videos, okay? And he held on to it. Uh, that's true story, so I'm not giving any spoilers. But let's look at the correlation of that particular incident and meme coins right now. Because there was someone, and I was listening to Lark David's podcast uh, uh, recently, and I think someone put in $1,500 into Bonk Oz, yeah? Okay. And yeah. from that fifteen hundred dollars or one fifteen thousand, I'm not sure which one it is, but fifteen hundred and fifteen thousand doesn't make much of a big difference to what he was worth fifteen million. Okay, that's crazy. 15, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Crazy. Um, fifteen million. Now the point is, he just like this guy, and you, if you watch the movie, you will know he hasn't sold. He hasn't sold anything. Okay. Now, that's absolutely insane what these meme coins could do. Whether you like them or not, love-hate relationship we have with meme coins is Marmite, hate it or love it, it's culture, okay? Now, coming on to these meme coins, Oz, we've seen massive meme coin season that happened last bull market with, you know, starting off with Dogecoin. We all, you know, really, you know, uh, rolled our eyes at Dogecoin back in you know 2018, 2019, 2020, and then we just spiked, and we've got Shiba Inu, then you've got all of the Inus coming out, um, and then nowadays as well on other blockchains, we started to see uh, an, another uh, thing, and that obviously started off with Pepe when you got in, Oz, and uh, you know you made tremendous gains in that. I missed out on that one, but coming on to Injective, we've seen a lot of them on Avalanche as well on Ethereum. Some of the uh, meme coins that we've invested in. Now, Oz, how much percentage of your portfolio would you say that you would risk for DGEN moves? I've got a figure in my mind. I just want to ask you out of interest. Me personally, about 5%. I'll okay. Five, five, ten. Okay. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly the same figure I have in mind as well. 5%, maybe push it up to 10%. So it's a low risk, okay? And you've got a strategy that you're not going to go and chase it. Now, going into something, a second strategy was if something's already pumped, okay, then sometimes it's still going to pump even further if that token just goes onto an exchange and it just explodes. But if you're going into a meme coin, sub 1 million market cap or between, you know, lower than a 1 million market cap and a 10 million market cap, and you've already 50x, because we 50x on a token called Ninja. I think it was 53x at peak, wasn't it? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, so we... And, we got yeah. into Ninja under a million market cap. Yeah, because I was actually sleeping, Oz, yeah? And you know when yeah. you toss and turn and you look at the phone and you think bloody hell and then, and then you just mentioned Ninja. And I strictly <laughs> went on to, you know, um, CoinHaul and AstroSwap and I didn't even know what AstroSwap was at the time. So I have to give you props there, Oz. And then just got in at the right entry and then within the space, I don't know, Okay. And then obviously Kira on the back of that and those spiked up now at the moment is consolidating where you can actually build up your injective bags, okay, just by making a few, uh, you know, risky, but as long as you, you know, don't put too much in, okay, you don't, I'm not telling you to put in 15,000, I'm not telling you to put in anything, but look into that because there's an opportunity that you could possibly degen de de in and make money. And there was a few shit ones as well. I mean, with every two tokens, with every Ninja and Kira, we don't know how it's going to go, Oz, if it's going to uh, be an exit scam or be rug pull, but the community on Telegram has been really active. Um, but with every Kira and Ninja, there's a Brett and there's a uh, Snowy <laughs> and there's a, you know, <laughs> there's other shit as well. Because when Brett came out, 
you know, I was actually on a road trip, Oz. I left uh, Dubai and I came to, you know, across the border to Saudi Arabia. Yeah? I was in a car, drove all the way down. And that bread, <laughs> <laughs> it went up to something crazy. And I thought, you know, this is a mad one. Okay. And obviously, you know, between me and you on WhatsApps, we're both Brett the Hitman Heart fans. Okay. We were sending Brett <laughs> Hitman Heart gifts to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? And then, you yeah, know, I like I was mentioning to you, Brett the Hitman turned out to be Owen Hart instead. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it, it just had a painful, yeah. Death. Uh, not a very yeah, not a very good climate, but you know, of course, you know, respect to the with the, family. Now, like, yeah. like what you're saying yeah. with the well, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. they were both uh, great wrestlers. Yeah, what I'm saying is with your with your um with the injective sister, uh, uh, meme tokens, I'm still very bullish on Ninja. I think it's the first yeah. meme coin. It went to a 40 million market cap. Right now, it's around 20 million market cap. It's gone down about 50 percent. But yeah. that is the first yeah. meme coin on the injective protocol uh, chain. And, you know, it, the thing about meme coins, it brings so many people into the chain. It brings so many people into the ecosystems. When these meme coins were coming out injective, injective went through the roof in to terms 50, of... Yeah, uh, went to $50. New, and so many wallets. And even, yeah. yeah, exactly. New wallets created was crazy. So for me, yeah, I, I don't know you got to do your research on this. I'm not telling you to go buy Ninja, but for me, I think Ninja, you know, could be the bonk of uh, Injective because of its first meme coin. It's got, it's got the first movers advantage. So for me, I'm still bullish on that. Kira as well, I'm kind of bullish on as well. But those two uh, meme coins are, are my main meme coin plays on Injective. There might be others. That I haven't really looked into them at the moment uh, since that time. But for me, Ninja, 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 uh, Ninja and Kira on the injective uh, protocol system, uh, injective sorry, eco, um, ecosystem, is the is the one uh, you know is the play for me for memes. Even though I don't go into memes too much, but those two, um, I think you know would would will do well as the altcoins and everything starts moving moving up again. Yeah, I'm with you on that as well, Oz. Yeah, I've actually invested in a few more, but they were very very. You know, I could afford to lose that money if they just, you know, were, you know, exit scammed or whatever. Okay. Because with every, you know, two, you may fail in eight of them. Yeah. If you're going doing 10 investments. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's the gamble. Yeah. You know. But it's, it's actually luck as well and getting in at the right time, but also being on social, being on the communities, trying to check them out as well. Because another one as well, this was obviously injective protocol and you mentioned Ninja as well. And I'm just as bullish because it's still a 20 million market cap. And from our initial investment, that's a 20x already. Okay. And that's when it's a 50% or 60% drop. It's actually more than, I think we got in around the 700,000 yeah, yeah. market cap. So actually, actually more than that. Something yeah. like that. So yeah, so it's, uh, it, for us, for me, it's obviously just, uh, I'm just going with it. You know, it's, even if I, let's say Ninja rugged tomorrow. I wouldn't have lost, you know, not even 5%. It would be like 0. Point something percent on my portfolio. It would be very small. But uh, for me, I, I, you know, it's just something I'm just going to hold on till the end of the bull market or when, it, you know, or when I see, you know, when it gets onto a major exchange, which it probably will maybe in the next three or four months. But let's just see with that one. That one's a, it's, it's a, for me, I just, it's a, it's a good play. Yeah, I think so too. Now, Oz, um, there was another one that I came across, yeah? And it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yep. yeah? I'm not sure if you actually made an entry into that one, yeah? And I actually bought it at the top, Oz, yeah? Uh, and I knew it was a DJ move, okay? <laughs> and since then, it's gone down 80%. But now it seems like it's consolidating as well. 
And the point is why I can afford to do that is because, like you mentioned, you're only putting in 0.05% of your portfolio into something or, you know, as a whole for your DJ moves that are coming out. Um, you know, it's only zero, only invest what you're willing to lose. Of course, that old cliche, but it's so true. Um, but the point is that it can make you a lot of money if you get it right and you do a bit of research, you check out the communities as well. And, uh, you know, even though you may have zero utility, which I think maybe 120% of those have zero utility. Yeah. <laughs> um, even if it has zero utility, why are you in this space? You're not in this space to change the world. Let's just be real. You're not in it for the tech. Okay. You're in it to make money. Okay. The majority of us are. You are Oz, so am I. And if it make, helps you get to that goal of getting financial freedom and then possibly creating general, generational wealth out of that, and if it's a kickstart for that, then why not? But do your research. I'm not telling you to invest in these. You're not telling uh, Oz anyone to invest in these type of things. Look at a strategy, but do your research. Always be listeners in the field where you have exposure um, to these type of projects but you have to be on it, isn't it, Oz? Yeah, it's not easy to do this research. You have to be actually uh, relevant, okay, to you know what's been happening in the crypto. Because crypto, Oz, look, if I go away for a weekend, okay, and I turn off my phone and t- don't take my laptop, when I come back from that weekend, I've missed so much. I mean, I'm sure if you, you know, you, I know you have, you love your long sleeps, Oz. Yeah, okay. Sometimes you sleep twelve or fourteen <laughs> hours. I don't know how you do, like a baby. But when you wake up from your slumber, okay, <laughs> I'm sure there's stuff that's just like changed. Right or wrong? No, it's true. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah, it's true. Um, with crypto, it moves so fast. That's why you have to be in it all the time. You know, you have to look at trends. You know, 2022 was a bad year. Uh, but still, you know, have to you still have to be in it just to look at what's happening. And, you know, 2023 is starting to pick up. Uh, you know, the people who are just getting into crypto, who will just come into crypto in 2024, um, you know, let's say Bitcoin passes all-time highs or gets close to all-time highs, the people coming into crypto at that time will have missed so much, you know, uh, if they left it back in 2022 and just came back now, they would have missed so much. They wouldn't have a clue of what's going on and they wouldn't be able to maximize the opportunity. So, you know, the crypto trends the tokens, the projects, everything is so fast, you know, fast paced and it's moving at a crazy, crazy, you know, it's like crazy velocity that you have to really be involved and really know, have your thing, you know, basically have your thing on the pulse, see what's happening. And, uh, you know, for us, we're, this is what we do. And, you know, it does it crypto changes, you know, when I sleep and wake up, sometimes I look at my phone and I say, what's, what's happened over the last few hours? And it's, um, it's, it's a fast moving space. And if you're not in it, then uh, it's really hard to keep up. Yeah, that's the, you know that's what I think. Definitely. Now, Oz, before we close off, okay, um, anything, any updates regarding um, the markets unplugged? I know you, you know, gave a uh, a recent update of your uh, featured uh, uh, market updates post as well. Uh, I did tweet out, listeners, um, if you want Oz to make YouTube videos, I, I sent that tweet out without his permission. Um, but I'm <laughs> sure if you get enough traction in that tweet then I'm sure, you know, you'll be able to see his, uh, uh, you know, videos again. But Oz, anything else that you've got, um, you know, do you want to give our community some type of updates? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably uh, continue with the market updates maybe once every two weeks. Um, I'm doing a lot of Twitter content, so I'm on Twitter every single day uh, giving out um, updates and where I think things are going. The, the market updates on the website will be a bit more detailed, uh, so you can actually read my thought process of what's happening. 
Um, we'll continue to obviously with, with the podcast and you know check out our website because those gems that doc that you were reviewing you know they've gone up you know most of them are up like two three four five hundred percent from where we reviewed them and i know you've done the latest one as well so check out the the, the website check out the reviews uh subscribe to it. it's all free you know it's uh, it's just you know we're getting more and more subscribers day by day it is free content and is kind of content that i don't think anyone gives you for free to be honest you have to pay a premium subscription for some of this content and why do that when most of it's here and all you got to do is make the effort read research and then you know uh, go 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 ahead and you know try to master the crypto crypto world and it's not that hard but it takes your own effort to get up and actually read and if it's there for free you only got yourself to blame in the end because you know it's uh, the information is just there yeah, thanks a lot for that, Oz. And, you know, just to give you guys uh, a bit of an update, we've got some guests on. We, we, you know, we didn't have many guests on recent uh, for the last couple of years or so because we just decided that, you know, we need to uh, specifically choose our guests before they come on. Uh, we had Locke, uh, Davis on Crypto Locke um, last episode. But we've got Natalie Bruno coming back on the show. And Natalie's, uh, you know, a really active uh, member of the Bitcoin community you know, on so many media platforms as well. And we're pleased to bring her back as well. And also we've got another guest coming back on Oz. And this is a project that you you really, really are bullish on. And that's a Giga Drev from uh, Origin Trail from Track. Uh, so it's going to be interesting having their updates as well, you know, from an AI perspective and, you know, supply chain management from Track and also the whole Bitcoin and perhaps updates from uh, the whole ETF, post-ETF announcement uh from natalie as well and um yeah so we're going to be bring you lots so make sure you do subscribe oz thanks a lot uh, as always and listeners do check out our our twitter pages um at crypt at dr crypto 47 at ask crypto wealth at crypto underscore unplugged subscribe to this podcast and spread the word and you won't be sorry see you guys next time thanks for listening to crypto unplugged We hope you learned something from this episode. For more information, check us out on Twitter at crypto underscore unplugged. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like and review us. And thanks again for listening to Crypto Unplugged.